baseball fans. BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM Swing for the Fences free to play game. Pick any area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM Sports account to get started. Then visit your promotion section to access the Swing for the Fences free to play game. You'll score a prize if you hit a single, double, triple, or home run. There's nothing more exciting than going yard. So swing for the fences with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on the market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sports book, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOFD, you'll be all set when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOFD. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 or older and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio. one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G. Because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from RootMetric's second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement. Winning comes in all shapes and sizes. Every day there's an opportunity for a win, just like scratchers from the Virginia Lottery. Everyday grab-and-go, everyday giftable, everyday fun. It's where anticipation meets instant gratification, and they're satisfying to scratch no matter the outcome. Like the new Virginia Lottery Scratcher Colossal Cash. It's loaded with $100 to $500 prizes. 
Now, that's an everyday win. Drive to the nearest Virginia Lottery retail location and pick up a scratcher today. Odds of winning any prize, 1 in 3.21. Hi, folks. We're here for another film study short, and this is kind of a cool one. Uh... Historic value for Ravens fans. I'm joined here by Caleb Wharton, who's a uh, fellow football analyst. I met at an analytics uh, forum we had last summer. Caleb, how are you doing? I'm doing real well. Thank you for inviting me. Thanks for coming on. And, you know, we, we've been talking about this in a little bit in our production meeting, trying to get our head around some of the, the facets of this. But uh, the interesting thing is Lamar Jackson has produced the highest level of something of a statistic that we'll get to in a second in NFL history, kind which of used to that this year, at least yeah. <laughs> historic year, magic carpet ride to be sure. And uh, this one is, is in a stat called approximate value, which is produced by pro football reference and Lamar Jackson's 26 approximate value this year uh, is ties Ladanian Tomlinson for the highest in NFL history. Ladanian Tomlinson had a 26 in 2006. A question for you. I mean, are uh, running backs traditionally the winners? I know there's certain stats which are biased for one position or another. Uh, I actually would have to look at it. I think quarterbacks, the good quarterbacks tend to dominate the list more than the good running backs. LaDainian Tomlinson is is special, and we're going to get into this a little bit because he was both a runner and receiver. And so some of the great years of all time are those combination blocks. Lydell Mitchell's on the list uh, fairly high because he was a runner and receiver as well, for example, in the 70s for the Colts. Okay, so that could help Lamar, too, because he's a multi-way player. There you go. And I think we're going to get to that. Uh, we'll, let's talk about it at a high level, though, in terms of, of how, the, how the statistic is constructed. Um, it's very league average based. So there are 3,200 total offensive AV points each year to be handed out and 3,200 defensive to be handed out. It varies by team. Every team starts with 100, but then is then adjusted by a factor called offensive points per estimated drive and how they relate to the league average. Okay. What is that adjusting for, do you think? Okay, what's well, it just for points per drive, offensive points per drive? So the Ravens, for example, uh, had 156.7% of the offensive points per drive this year of the average NFL team. So instead of getting 100 points to allocate an offense, they have 156.7 AV to be allocated to their offensive players. I guess I guess what I meant was it seems like they are expecting offensive production to change across the league on a year to year basis. And they don't want a, uh, they, 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 they don't they want to adjust for that over time. Is that correct? Yes. So they're adjusting by era inherently, which is which is really important. That's a good question. Um, they, they do that inherently when they compare you to the league averages each year and not a league average, say, over time. So that might have been the other way you, you could look at that. So it's just the league average in the year. And and while the Ravens were fourth highest in points per drive this year, they're, they're one of only five teams ever been over three points per drive. The, uh, the league average has significantly increased since the 80s. And so relative to the league average, they're not quite as good. So the highest teams ever in this category have been around 172 AV points to be allocated. And the Ravens are at 156.7. Okay. 
All right. So then it becomes a question of how do you divide that among your offensive players? So we're not even going to worry about defense in this. It's just how, do the, how does the 156.7 get divided among your offensive players? So the first thing you do is there are four categories of contribution that are defined. The first is blocking. And it, it should be obvious, but Lamar Jackson's not eligible for that. Only offensive linemen, tight ends, and fullbacks are eligible. Understood. Okay. Then there's receiving. And again, he's not eligible for that one, although he could be. If he had, if he somehow took a, took a reception during the year, he would get a small contribution from that. But, uh, but basically only receivers, uh, tight ends, running backs when they receive the ball, et cetera, get receiving and, points. And also, is this, a, is this a regular season stat? They don't, they don't do this in the postseason? Uh, it is a regular season stat. It could be uh, important. It could be increased in the postseason, but you would you'd lose some of the relativity to league averages. So I think it really only makes sense as a regular season stat. Yeah, because uh, I mean it would be cool if we did like a Philly special in the playoffs, but I mean I, I was <laughs> wondering if that would count. No, he's, he's, uh, that will not help his score, unfortunately. Okay, so then you have then you have the two categories which he can get a contribution for. One is rushing, and one is passing. All right, makes sense. And, of course, Lamar has made a big rushing contribution this year, and, and that's, that's part of it. So the, there are standards by which blocking, for example, is divided. It automatically uh, sits at, let me get this right, 5 of total value, or 45.5%. And that's, uh, he thought that was an elegant number because there are five offensive linemen, uh, right. and, Although and you they, said fullbacks and tight ends are involved, so they're going to dilute it even more. That's that's correct. So it's slightly less than the share of the linemen go to all blocking contributions across the team. That's a good point. So uh, and then and then there's a portion also that goes to receiving, rushing, and passing, and all three of those actually are adjusted. The the relative amount of each of those is adjusted by how much the team depended on rushing or receiving. Meaning okay. how, how much of their yards. So it's, ah, it's, yards. it's what, so. Yeah, what percentage of their yards come from come from rushing receiving. So it's not perfect, but it does uh, effectively scale each team to, to have their where their offensive contributions come through from on a yards basis be where their AV points go to. So why yards and not touchdowns, for example? It's a it's a it's a legitimate point is that Touchdowns are an important big play component, and they're just not factored in the system. There's mention in the blogs of uh, this guy's created the stat and adjusted it several times since 2000 of him wanting to have a TD adjustment, but he never put one in. Cool. Understood. All right. All right. So then, then it comes down to how much of the of the uh, running and passing yards does does Lamar get, and that's allocated basically by yards running backs do have one particular advantage in this we'll get to in a second but they divide out the yards and effectively Lamar gets a share of the points based on on for rushing based on that but there is a single component to that that's not entirely fair and that is that that running backs are entitled to get an either an improvement or a reduction based on their yards per carry relative to league averages and uh, quarterbacks do not get that adjustment. And, of course, Lamar is coming off a season where he just had the, the highest yards per carry in NFL history for anyone with 1,200 or more yards. So I take it you, you don't think that's fair for uh, a Lamar Jackson. It might not have even been fair for, say, a, a Cam Newton or a Tim Tebow. 
Yeah, I think a, a, a reasonable way to do it would be to look at the averages for quarterbacks and just compare yards per carry averages there. But in order to get good yards per carry averages for quarterbacks, you have to take out kneels. So it becomes a, a, a more arduous process when you really get that. And, and when you take out the kneels for Lamar Jackson, he's up to over 7.8 yards per carry. So, uh, you know, it's, a, it's an additional uh, component. But I think in order to do it reasonably, they, they'd want to compare running backs to running backs and quarterbacks to quarterbacks on those bases. It seems like a change that they're going to have to make sooner rather than later at this rate. If uh, otherwise Lamar Jackson could run away with having one of the highest. Yeah, actually, he's he's getting hurt by that by that particular component. So that's not what that's not the issue. I meant, I meant more in the sense that there's just uh, more running production from the quarterback position broadly. You know? Yeah, I think so. Uh, you, you've got Watson. I mean, e- even Mahomes, who I think is, is known primarily as a passer, is, is by the standards of the history of the league, fairly mobile. Yeah, he's an effective runner. Josh Allen comes to mind. Uh, you know, certainly uh, Russell Wilson. Yeah. So there's going to be more, you would think, because of the success of Jackson, of wanting to get players who are tremendous athletes at that position who can also pass the football and can force the defense to use space differently. So that'll be a that'll be an exciting uh, change if it comes to the league. I think actually. Some of that revolution is going to be held up by the fact that there aren't a lot of Lamar Jacksons out there. So it's uh, it'll be difficult for them to find them at the college ranks just because there aren't as many unbelievably gifted athletes as he as as there I, are I mean, for count, other pocket. Ca- counterpoint to to that though, I mean, you look at what Greg Broman did, and while they weren't necessarily as like hair on fire productive as the Ravens offense. I mean, Greg Roman was able to do a fair amount with Tyrod Taylor and, and Colin Kaepernick, who are, are very inferior, you know, rushers. So I, I don't know. It could be a matter of finding the right scheme. Although the fact that only one offensive coordinator has been able to do it with consistency isn't encouraging either, I suppose. All right. Well, it's copycat league. Other teams will figure out how to do it well from studying what Roman has done. So and, and uh, you know, if Roman were to leave right away, I think two teams are going to know how to do it because I don't think the Ravens are going to be left in the lurch without understanding of how their own system works. I think you know, they have their their assistance and whatnot to the to the on the offensive side who will understand how how it has worked. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's a it, it's definitely a, a, a conflict here because there are, the, the scheme is well thought of. Roman is highly sought after. You know, I think he, as a coach, he, he has a good chance to get one this year if not a head coaching position in a year to follow. So it's, 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 I think it's more likely that the scheme is going to become broader, broad, more broadly used. And you, to your point, you can squeeze more value out of a mid-range quarterback, but it doesn't necessarily mean you can, you're going to find another Lamar Jackson or another Russell Wilson to, to run your offense. Yeah, and, and I think also, you know, at least historically, the college game has been sort of the 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 leading indicator of where the league is going. And I think the college game, that's very much the case, that dual threat quarterbacks get a longer leash. They get more chances. They don't necessarily have to be as exceptional, you know, mm-hmm. in their passing. Uh, and, and I think like the NFL would like to take advantage of that just as much as the college game would. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. I, I think, you know, they're seeing the value in doing it where they didn't really see it before that, you know, part of the thing is, you know, your exceptional quarterbacks for many years have been guys who have been big, tall, drop back quarterbacks like 
Manning and Brady and Roethlisberger and and players who, uh, you know, I think now it's pretty clear that the Lamar Jackson mold is a great one if you've got Lamar Jackson, but there have to be enough of those. And it could, it may be that there's there's three po- great pocket passers for every Lamar Jackson from this point forward in NFL history. And you still have to stay with the dropback methodology for most teams. They just can't find the athlete they want who can match a, a good dropback quarterback production. Uh, see, I would argue it might go the other way in the sense that uh, uh, practice time at the college level and also at the pro level is more restricted. I think it takes more time to get uh, pocket passers polished and ready. I mean, you mm. look at, at at how much longer it took Joe to get to the league than it took Lamar. Uh, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it actually goes the other way, that that there are more athlete quarterbacks you know, who may not be exceptional passers, and, and it might be tougher for not exceptional pocket passers to get to the league. But we'll you'll, we'll see. Time will tell. Oh, there's there's I think you, there's valid value in your point there. And one of the things is that that really would be pushing it is that if you really can get a quicker developmental curve, if you get a quicker learning curve from a running quarterback, then you have all that value to harvest on that first contract. And that's Absolutely. that's that's where the real beating the cap and and every team has to beat the cap but beating the cap with your first contract quarterback is the best way to beat the cap because it's a huge amount of money at one point plus everybody gets to keep their jobs i mean for some franchises not so much the ravens but you you really are just hoping your head coach and your your front office hold on to their jobs long enough to give you a chance i mean it might happen to baker this year Mm -hmm. but a whole new coaching staff i mean he's already got they got rid of kitchens they got rid of I believe they got rid of Dorsey too, right? They agreed to part ways after he wanted to. They went responsibility. Did. Yeah, yeah. I, I understood Kitchens. That was uh, definitely the most controversial thing that they did for me. Mm-hmm. Anyway, right, well, back to the score. Back, back <laughs> to AV. So, so uh, we're not going to go get, drill down too far into the details of how that twenty-six AV comes, but, but it all comes from rushing and passing contributions by Lamar, and. Right. The other thing we wanted to talk about, and we, I know we talked about this at our production meeting, was whether or not it fully reflects or it's an accurate reflection of value. And, uh, and you said for one thing, there's the running back uh, bonus that they get that probably isn't fair. So that's going to understate his value. What else is there? That would, that would understate his value. But the other big one is that it, there's no good way. And I, I don't know of any system that's doing it. So Pro Football Focus is not doing it. Uh, to factor in how Lamar is forcing the defense to respect his athleticism and speed mm-hmm. and make compromises on space to do so. So basically, uh, having a spy is a compromise made to Jackson that af- allows him to be a more effective passer when he's in the pocket. Having, uh, you know, a, 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 the read option and the fact that a defender can get his way into the backfield. Is, is another uh, uh, potential uh, problem. You can put yourself on mute, by the way, with the dogs barking while we're doing this. And, yes, I can do And uh, sorry, folks, I, we have some production quality issues here from time to time on the show, as you know, with barking dogs and whatnot. Uh, but, but anyway, uh, it's the, the, the compromises defenses have to make in terms of space to – give to to uh, allow Jackson do other things better and allow other players to do their jobs better is definitely not reflected in AV nor in any other 
measure that I'm aware of. And it's it's the biggest thing Jackson brings to the offense because I think it would be fair to state that this is a fairly minimally above average offensive group of players in total. I think the offensive line is slightly above average. I think the tight end group is well above average. And I think the receivers are below average. I think the running backs are probably a little bit above average. So, you know, we, we just got to see RG3 play. And, and I would argue that even at his age, uh, he's still one of the better running quarterbacks in the league. Uh, based on your viewing of the game, because uh, I think our offensive line came out of that game looking like they played fairly well. Would you say that's uh, because he provides a similar advantage as a running quarterback or is Lamar just, uh, you know, uh, uh, stands head and shoulders above? Hey, hey, Lamar head and shoulders ahead of Griffin. And it really shows up on the read option specifically is when. Uh, OK, the read option. Let's let's describe this a little bit. We, every once in a while we talk about it, but it has some pertinence to this. Read option, basically your tackle, and let's say it's on the right side, Orlando Brown, instead of blocking the edge defender, who's going to be the best run defender, the best chance to stop the run that is going right, instead of blocking that defensive end, he blocks the defensive tackle. It's called down blocking and effectively assists Marshall Yonda to tee up his block well, then moves to level two to make a secondary block. Lamar's responsibility is to read that edge defender. That's the read part of the read option. And he basically looks at him and says, can I beat him to the outside or do I need to hand the ball off? And that's the simplified version. The more important version is Lamar is a master of reading the leverage of the opponent's feet. So he looks at that edge defender and he says, he's on on the proper foot right now for me to pull this football and go with it. And Jackson, sorry, Griffin is just not that kind of a reader. He's been in the league. He's got much more experience. He's got almost as much speed as Jackson has. But he's not quite the reader. I have a trouble. I think uh, does that put it? Yeah. Does that put a special requirement on the running back as well? In the sense of, uh, you know, with with Lamar pulling the balls potentially so late in the game and with so little warning, you know, because I'd imagine his body language, which he would use to fool the defender, would also kind of give the wrong indicators to the running back. Does that make it harder on the running back? Yeah, running back's got to be very savvy. And I think that's all we've also seen that this year, that Mark Ingram is better than Gus Edwards was at handling the mesh point. For one thing, you kind of go in slow motion through the mesh point. So the quarterback has an opportunity to pull the football as that edge defender is switching his leverage. So he wants to have an extended period. Maybe he's moving at 60% of the normal speed instead of 100% of his normal speed through that mesh point. And that, and what Mark Ingram has said and, and was reported in one of the last broadcasts was that it's fine if Lamar pulls the ball late. He just has to pull the ball strong and make sure he, he comes out of there with both hands, pulls that ball strong and takes off with it. Then I'll release it. I'm, it's just in a cage until then. Uh, and I don't clamp down on it until he lets go. And I guess uh, Gus Edwards last year might be an indicator of, of how that could not go well. I mean, I think it took Gus a good amount of time to compensate. And in, in high stress situations, it seems like it could create issues. Yeah, there's, that's, that's exactly correct. And there's two places where it creates issues. Number one is at the handoff itself. And number two is uh, he if he takes him longer to uh, tuck that ball coming out of the mesh delivery 
which also can be the case. And he had a fumble in this last game where that was the case. He got he got stripped after the mesh delivery. But anyway, that's that's enough about read option mechanics. We really have having tried to have a short about AV here, and I think uh, uh, I think we're really pretty much at the end of the the description statistically. I want to give about how it's calculated. There's much more information out on Pro Football Reference if you want to get into the details of yards, try and match in a spreadsheet, that sort of thing. So uh, just to kind of sum it up, though, I mean, do do you feel like the score succeeds at its at its stated goal of saying sort of these are the great players of all time? And, and I guess, you know, what else could one use if one decided to try to make those comparisons, uh, something like quarterback rating or, or, or PFF? Yeah, like PFF is a superior rating in terms of a, a judging between players. It still has Lamar, I think, is the third best quarterback in the league. So that's that's obviously not right. <laughs> but but uh, definitely. But uh, but it does uh, it does things better. And it looks at plays play by play, and particularly for blockers, it actually makes judgments about individual blocks as opposed to just assuming that the offensive line is exactly as good as the offense on on av- or for every team. So it's basically just apportioning out a, a, a portion of those points. Does uh, think, uh, AV attempt to compensate for that in any way, say like pro balls or something? Okay, it, it divides the points among the offensive line by pro ball level, all pro level to different degrees, but it doesn't it doesn't allocate a different pool of blocking points. The, the, the percentage of blocking points for every team is always 45.5% of all AV points. So every year in the league, 45.5% of 3,200 offensive AV points go to, go to blocking. And so you can get a higher share of your own team's pool, but you can't, you can't, uh, there's nothing you can do that's so special that, that you, uh, that differentiates sufficiently on a block by block basis. Let's put it that way. Okay. All right, well, Caleb, thanks for joining us here. We want to we want to keep this as a short, and I appreciate you. It, it, Caleb is a is a wonderful football analyst. Highly recommend him as a follow on Twitter. You're at Maze of the Mind. That's correct. Okay, highly recommend it. Lots of great football information there, and uh, make sure you give him a follow. But uh, he he did a wonderful job of not asking all the questions that normally come into his head about such a thing, and uh, appreciate that, Caleb. Well, I appreciate the opportunity, and uh, hopefully I get a chance to do this again sometime. All right. Love it. And I would love to have one of your studies on whenever you're ready to present, my friend. Understood. All right. Take it easy, folks. Have a Birdland Sports. For fans, by fans. Find more great shows like this at birdlandsports.com. Winning comes in all shapes and sizes. Every day there's an opportunity for a win, just like scratchers from the Virginia Lottery. Every day grab-and-go, every day giftable, every day fun. It's where anticipation meets instant gratification, and they're satisfying to scratch no matter the outcome. Like the new Virginia Lottery Scratcher Colossal Cash. 
It's loaded with $100 to $500 prizes. Now, that's an everyday win. Drive to the nearest Virginia Lottery retail location and pick up a scratcher today. Odds of winning any prize, 1 in 3.21. When you rely on the internet for everything, you need speed that can handle anything. And now, Xfinity delivers Wi-Fi speed faster than a gig. Check out our amazing offers on internet and learn about the latest breakthrough from Xfinity. Wi-Fi speed faster than a gig. That's more than enough speed to power all your devices and then some. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today to learn more. Restrictions apply. Gig Wi-Fi requires gig speed and compatible X5 gateway. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick any area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM Sports account to get started. Then visit your promotion section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. You'll score a prize if you hit a single, double, triple, or home run. There's nothing more exciting than going yard. So swing for the fences with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on the market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER and partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.